Welcome to this special episode, the kickoff to our 2018 Halloween celebration. We will be discussing the Pollen Halloween special. I am Matt, and joining me for this very special episode is my wife, Christy. Holy shit, what a show! <laughs> we, uh, we as a news as, had... Uh, Advertise? I don't know what we didn't really advertise because we we don't do ads, but we had mentioned in our Halloween preview episode we were going to do this in 2016. Well, 2016, all of a sudden in September and October, we had a lot of great opportunities with uh, Universal Studios, uh, Kennedy Space Center, NASA. So a lot of things got cut, not got cut, but we had to get back to it. And two years later, here we are. Think of it as delayed gratification. <laughs> you are not going to do that. Do this whole okay, time, thank you. Oh my god. So, now we're finally getting to the Paula and Halloween special. This is an infamous special. I mean, just about everybody, I'd say, in our age range might know it exists. At the very least, they know Paul Lynn was a TV star that had specials and was on well, Hollywood Squares and yeah. did a couple other things. But this thing has been... I, I, people that like that like pop culture that are again in our age range and like Halloween, they gotta know about this. This has been around for a long time. Yes, this first aired on October 29th, nineteen seventy six on ABC. It is forty two years old. Is that old? Okay, yeah, I didn't do the, I didn't do the math. You are correct. You are correct. Because I was three years old. <laughs> Really? I was three years old. But even I think I think I even heard about it. I was a huge Paul Lind fan Mm -hmm. because my grandparents, every time I would come home from school, we would watch Hollywood Squares. That was just a thing. Paul Lind was I didn't realize it at the time that that those shows I always latched onto one personality at a match game and Hollywood Squares and it was apparently I have a theme going because it was Paul Lind and Charles Nelson, Nelson Riley. Riley. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. How did I know I was gonna end up in theater? Yeah. But that's, uh, that's actually what I was gonna ask you at the end, but might as well get to it now. How do you know Paul Lind? Is that primarily how you know him? Because Oh, it was always Hollywood you, Squares. Is that how you were introduced to him? That's how because my grandparents we used to watch Hollywood Squares when I would come home uh-huh. from school. And um, and then later on, well, he was always a guest star on on Donnie and Marie. Oh, okay. Uh, because they make an appearance here. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, he was always a guest on Spoiler. the. Spoiler. Sorry. It's all right. It's forty two years old. <laughs> Really not a spoiler. Um, but I was a huge Donnie and Marie fan. Yeah. So You just saw them. I just saw like them two in, months concert. Ago in concert. They're a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> They're a little bit older than they were in the special too. But it was such a good show. <laughs> they well they, they've been doing it in Vegas, so and they've been doing it their entire lives, starting with the shows in the seventies mm-hmm. and then working they haven't stopped working. No. That's true. Um, That's true. But they, they used to work with there would always be an appearance. Uh, Paul Lind was always a guest star or you know, a guest appearance. And uh, that's how I became very familiar with him. He was always the one-liners that would pop in during all of their sketches. I see. Okay. So that's kind of, this was kind of reverse. They didn't have a line, but they were a punchline, which yeah. we'll get to. Okay. I kind of wondered. I didn't... I, it, it didn't take, you know, a lot of math to figure out the connection that he must have been involved with their series as well, oh, all this, yeah. that, and the other thing. But I didn't, I didn't know that much detail. And... Everybody had a variety show in the seventies. Every I single Cheryl so Teagues had a had a damn uh, Star Wars special. had one. I mean, they, let's face I mean, it, the Star Wars holiday special is a variety special. I mean, it started with like the like the Andy Williams specials and things in the sixties, and then it spread into the seventies. And it was that same. It's a still carryover from the fifties and sixties where they would have mm. variety shows. Bob Hope would always have a variety show every year. And that's how that's how a lot of TV started from radio, which were yeah. variety. Sh- not, I wouldn't say they all were. There was a lot of uh, sketch comedy and series, but there was the the big ones like Bob. Well, you said Bob Hope, Bob yeah. Hope, um, uh, Charlie McCarthy, yeah, and Don Amici was a, a big uh, name on that. For the like the guest star appearance, like we have yeah. in here, so yeah, well, and, and, then, it, and then they would go from radio to TV, I, it, and it all graduated from vaudeville. I didn't know that watching this, but it actually explains a lot of the sketches, if mm-hmm. that's true. Well, and they, they, I mean, you had the Red Skelton show, you had all these mm-hmm. different varieties. That was the thing in from the 
from the 70s through maybe the maybe first part of the 80s when they finally started dropping off. But variety shows were the main way that you could get to see your stars. And you would always be surprised with who would show up. And that's like even this even this Halloween special. You're amazed by who shows up. That's true, yeah. <laughs> my my introduction to Paulin is mostly the same. I mean, it's Hollywood Squares is what I think of first. But I also used to watch a ton of rerun television at my grandparents' house when they'd babysit me in, during the summers in elementary school. And I remember him also as strongly from Bewitched. Oh, yes. He There's, was the uncle. Yeah. Those yeah. are the two things I really remember him from. Nothing really else. I mean, you had mentioned this whole musical thing, oh. and then I was looking stuff up here, and, and was he, did he do, not to jump ahead, but let's go, Bye Bye Birdie. Yes, he did, did he, Bye Bye Birdie. Did, but he do it on stage or just in the film? I think he may have done both. Okay. He so definitely he you, definitely did it on the, in you, the film. You pointed something out to me that I didn't know, and we'll get to it shortly here. That had to do with that, so I I didn't know anything past Hollywood Squares. Yeah, I I, but like I said, Hollywood Squares was a big part of it. But um, in high school, I did Bye Bye Birdie, and of course we had to watch the movie. But oh, and looking at his IMDb, he was in he was Templeton in the Charlotte's Web. Yes, yeah, and and he had the best song. In the I, whole movie, I don't watch that. That depresses me. It's a very it depressing movie. Me, I it's a say. very upsetting. But but, um, again, I had to research him for. We did. I stage managed a, a, a show for kids, and we did Charlotte's Web, and we did the rat is a the <laughs> fair is a veritable smorgasbord, orgasbord, and we and I got to watch it again, and um, I had forgotten. How incredibly charismatic and over the top he was. And he made an entire career out of pretty much being himself. He is Paul Lind. He is, I mean, he's an actor. He's appeared as, as himself. Look at his, I looked at his IMDb credits while we were doing this. Show. This is the third time I've watched this. So I didn't really need to watch it this time around. And he's I mean, everything writer, singer. Forget the producer, director, if there's even any credits for that. But my point is, no matter what role he seems to have been cast as it's he's being cast because he's paul lynn yeah it's, and that's it, it, that's it, yeah i mean that's that's actually you don't see that much all the time i mean uh i, I can't really think of a modern day equivalent right now i don't think there really is one because he he didn't try i mean even even when he was trying to be the uncle on Bewitched, he was still he was Paul Lind. Yeah, <laughs> he was Paul Lind. He was pretty much you got you got what you got. Yep, kind of like Charles Nelson Reilly. Yeah, yeah. That same that same. You know who? Actually, I can think of the modern day equivalent: Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, Gilbert when Godfrey. He's cast, when he's cast he's as it. something, it's because they want Gilbert Godfrey. They yeah. don't necessarily want someone that can act like Gilbert Godfrey. They want Gilbert Godfrey. It's like Bobcat. Yeah, Bobcat Goldwing. I mean, not so much now, although he does reprise it now and again. But yeah, okay, so there are a couple of modern day villains. Yeah. Create a character, create a personality, and yeah. write on that. Good for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get into the special. This is a lot oh, to talk God. about. So <sighs> first off, it starts off, and this is actually, I, I, the first scene of this I like. He doesn't know what holiday is. He starts off with a Christmas special, which is, I would think, a specific nod or poke at everybody else that does a holiday special on TV in the 70s and 80s because they're almost always Christmas. Uh, yeah, Christmas. All the so Christmas. Oh, yeah, Andy yeah. Williams always did one. Right. It was it was. Like you expect. When you hear a celebrity is going to have a variety special for a holiday, the first thing you think of is Christmas. You certainly don't think of Halloween. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Deck. What's the matter, Margaret? Jack Frost nipping at your nose? <laughs> Mr. Lind, I've been your housekeeper for 15 years. So will you trust me when I tell you something? Of course, Margaret. It's not Christmas. <laughs> Why don't you go dust? <laughs> because everybody had a Christmas party. Exactly, yep. Everybody. So it wasn't Christmas, so his housekeeper, played by Margaret Hamilton. Yay, right? Margaret Hamilton, yep. yes. 
<laughs> the Wicked Witch of the West, yes. right? East is the one that got the house dropped on her. Wicked yes. Witch of the West. Yes. She plays was playing his housekeeper right now. We'll get into more of that. But she says it's not Christmas. So he's like, ah, okay. He thinks about it for a minute, kind of does a little bing. And the next scene we see, he's dressed in a giant bunny rabbit singing Peter Cottontail. Does he think it might be Easter? Here comes Peter Cottontail. Up down the bunny trail. Hippity hoppity Easter's on its way. Mr. Lim. Don't tell me. It's, it's not, not Easter. <laughs> Margaret. Go prune a tree. <laughs> Margaret comes out, corrects him. Then we get a Valentine's Day <laughs> gag. And then finally, Margaret really just says, you know, basically she says, knock it off. You know what holiday is. I'll give you a hint. It's full of witches and spooks and strange creatures of the night. Oh, sounds like Hollywood Squares. <laughs> <laughs> we go through this every year. You know perfectly well what holiday it is. Okay. Okay. Happy Halloween, everybody. Whoopee. It's the Paul Lynn Halloween Special, starring Paul Lynn. Very odd um, introduction to the holiday that we're celebrating, because he doesn't seem too enthused about the idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just reading on this, uh-huh. he was in bro- on the Broadway and okay. film version. Oh, so there he, you go. So, yeah. He got yeah. to start, actually, as a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. And then... then the usual stand-up, Broadway, TV. Okay. Film. Film, yep. So, now we get the opening credits and we get the list of guest stars. Well, first, of course, starring Paul Lynn. But then the guest stars. This is like a perfect capture of the latter half of 1976. Is it wrong that I physically, like, I actually mentally just went through and just kind of tried to see how many of them were still alive? Yeah, well. Let's see. All of Kiss. Yes. Okay. Uh, yep. Donnie and Marie. But actually, Donnie and Marie weren't credited. Yes, but they were there. They were uncredited. But the, as far as the opening credits, what we, we get, <laughs> we get Tim, Tim Conway. Oh, still alive. To, yes. Unfortunately, we're recording yeah. right when he's not doing so hot at... That's, you know, our best wishes to him. But um, everybody else. Tim Conway. Well, I'll go through the list okay. in order. Tim Conway, which I, I wanted to mention. He is in the 70s and 80s, actually a staple in these things. Oh, yeah. And I mean, whenever Carol Burnett would have a special, Vicki Lawrence would have a special, Harvey Corman. Anytime they actually involved Carol Burnett, Vicki Lawrence, Harvey Corman, I think. I might be remembering he wrong. Was he always, seems to appear on, yeah. in that group. You had like this kind of. You had your, it's kind of like the Seth Rogen, James, uh, Franco, yeah, yeah. Jonah Hill group. This was like, <laughs> it, it, it was a it was, recurrent yeah, group. They're, they, the, they're not the same type, but it's like you got this group of performers that seemed to pop up together, and Tim Conway was part of that. He's about the only one, though. I mean, we don't have a Harry Corman, we don't have uh, yeah, a Vicky Lawrence. Tim Conway could exist on it. Oh, own. no, he could, but it's just but, saying, and he always he was, guessed it on things. Yeah, yeah, I just say when I, when I see him, his name, I expect the other ones. Yes. yes. Now, here's my favorite. When you have to introduce your guest star by putting their most famous character name in quotes in the middle of introducing her, is that a good sign? Roz Pinky Tuscadero Kelly. Oh, Jesus. And I had to look because I I was pretty sure. It's like, they're not going to say she's Pinky Tuscadero without ABC being the home of Happy Days, which it It was. It was on ABC. ABC, yes. So that makes sense why they use that. But that's... Happy Days was, oh, that was at a fevered pitch then. Yeah. Pinky Tuscadero was a probably a pinup in those like Tiger Beat magazines. So bring her on, get that demographic in there. You know what? And we'll I heard that she her. and Henry Winkler Either. did not get along. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like he did not care for her. I always liked leather better. She's 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 very abrasive. Like and some of the crap she did in 1999. Oh, oh yeah, I saw. I saw yeah. She I got some anger issues, but uh, it was funny. I was looking at her at IMDb page because I was like, I wonder what she's doing now. Then that I found out about her criminal past. Um, she did a a show that was kind of like a a special. You know how they would do like specials on on the networks. It there was a it was a TV show called Murder Can Hurt You. Oh God! Okay, <laughs> and it was a parody of. All of the seventies cop shows. Okay, so it was like so a, there was Tony Danza was a Beretta ripoff. Okay, all right, so it was like scary movie. Yeah, before scary movie. Yes, okay. and she was in it, 
And I re- th- I played that so much that my VHS tape or my beta, I don't know. No, it was on VHS. My VHS tape warped. I had watched it so much and it made me laugh so much. And I was like, when I saw her on this, I was like, oh my God, it's Maggie Duffy. She was in that, huh? She was in that. Okay. If you ever get a chance, 1980, it was, it was a show called Murder. It wasn't a show. It was just one special. It was like a movie of murder, the week. Murder can kill you. No, no, no. A murder, can murder can hurt you. Hurt you. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Murder can hurt And people die in the most ridiculous and stupid ways. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Nor I don't think I've seen it. It is absolutely awful from what I remember. But I was addicted <laughs> to it as a kid because, like I said, there was a Kojak ripoff and a Beretta ripoff and so many things. Ironside ripoff. It was everything. <laughs> So Margaret Hamilton was named next. We talked about her. Which, mm-hmm. which, which of the West? I still have to think through yeah. that. After her, Billy Hayes, another witch. This is Witchy Poo from HR Puff and stuff. <laughs> I know. I just I I I enjoy the cross branding that they had in there. And after her, Billy Barty, who I I, I know he's been in. He's he was like the. Billy Barty was the Peter, little person in everything. Yes, and but I remember him as the cameraman for UHF first. Oh, foremost. yeah, and he was actually. Oh, what else was he? Oh, he's been in a million things. But like, he was literally. he was like a, a figured like he was. In, I mean, it was costumed. He was in Masters of the Universe. Is that what you're thinking? Oh, that's what I was thinking. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he was also supposedly uncredited in The Bride of Frankenstein, my all-time favorite Universal horror movie. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, I, I don't know if that's been confirmed or not that's been something that's been back and forth for a while but another famous name and like i said making a snapshot of the later half of 1976 up next florence henderson oh (laughs) mrs brady mrs brady from uh the brady bunch and i can't name anything else even though i've seen her in a million things as well after her betty white dave's favorite Still alive. From Star- yes, she is. Still alive. And like you said early, Kiss. <laughs> the band Kiss. The original Kiss. Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris. And according to multiple sources, again, all internet related, so take it for what it's worth, their very first televised primetime appearance. They lip synced very well. <laughs> Which I would, I mean, I would believe. I don't know what else they would appear on. I mean, no. the variety specials were... This is probably the only from, one they could work them in on. Oh, it's that's Halloween. Exactly We're going to have what I was going to say. It's like I mean, there was variety specials. There was a, you know summer comedy specials and Christmas specials. I mean, summer would be their best bet, but this one works well. Yeah, this fits them in good. And and I forget sometimes how young they were. Yeah, because <laughs> you look at them now and just gonna go, oh, now I know what they look like with their makeup off. <laughs> That makeup did some damage. Well, it was 42 years ago, like you pointed out. 42 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> so the show starts. This is, we've already had the cold opening. Now we've gotten the credits. And now we go into a long, long monologue about trick or treating. Oh, gosh. And the jokes I noted that actually made me laugh were I always give a prize for the uh, funniest costume. Last year, I said that the prize goes to the first one that rings my bell. It was my Avon lady. <laughs> so I gave her a box of ding-dongs. <laughs> you know, though, they got no sense of humor. She smeared my windows with soap on a rope. <laughs> the next kid just wanted to use my bathroom. I said, trick or treat. And he said, now or never. <laughs> and then we go into a bit of a s- string of fat jokes about his childhood which i only noted because i remember us watching center square the paul lynn story and yeah. he talked a lot about his weight problems throughout his entire life it it definitely shaped probably his stand-up a lot mm-hmm. and uh, in general his is look at outlook on life yeah. it's just it's Put stuff like that in a different perspective when you hear it was something he struggled with yeah. a lot. It's like, oh, I don't want to laugh at it. I feel like I'm, you know, that's not a laughing matter. How long do you think this monologue is? It's a good three minutes. Oh, you're close. It's two minutes and 20 seconds. Oh, hey. Feels like three minutes. It does. Feels like three minutes. So this leads into, I just wrote, I mean, it's a song and dance number, and I just wrote that it's to the song Kids. 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 
I am simply wild for these kids today. The little darling kids. I have great respect for the things they say. I understand them, kids. In those goofy get-ups they wear at Halloween. I dig most of those ghouls and ghosts and goblins. Precious little pumpkins, kids. Now you educated me a lot on this. Now kids, mm-hmm. I had no idea it was from Bye Bye Birdie. Kids is his signature that's, song. I was going to say, he is the one that sang it apparently from what you're yes. saying. Because it's all about what the devil's wrong with these kids today. It's all about that. But it's mm. rewritten words. I, that I was pretty sure it was. because I positive. Don't, I don't know. I mean, I didn't know the song, but there was a lot of Halloween references. I assumed this must have been rewritten for the show. So it was. Yes. All yes. right. It ends with... I mean, it's, it's funny. You're right. It's very positive, but yet the kids in the Halloween costumes end up stuffing them in a trash can. Yeah, which, but which the piece de resistance? Who puts the lid on it? But Donnie, Donnie and, and Marie, Marie. <laughs> looking so with, so young, so young with like teeth that are sparkling and burning flash holes into the celluloid of the camera. causing me to have celluloid to take, is film, but causing me to have to take fluoride pills as a child. <laughs> really? Yep, they were my Donnie Osmond pills. Like they weren't branded as Donny Osmond pills, were they? No. Oh, okay. I call, I say, oh. No, but when I would take them, they were called my Donny Osmond pills. Oh, don't I got forget you. your okay. Donny Osmond pills. <laughs> right. So you must have been excited about this bit, though. You're a huge Donny Marie fan. I'm a huge Donny and Marie fan. Yeah. Yes. Well, I it, wasn't it, so much. It made me giggle. <laughs> All right. So now this is where the commercial break was, and then we get into the real story of this special. This, I guess, the through was it called a through line. Yeah, the, the premise. The premise, the thread. Where are we going? Away from those pesky kids with their Halloween pranks. Some place where no kids can ever find you. To my sister's house. Oh, what's that like? It's well preserved. You have lots of fun. You're well preserved. <laughs> You're no fun. <laughs> so Paul and Margaret are on the way to Margaret's sister's house. To get away from the kids. To get away from the kids. And there's this actually really good joke about being uh, well-preserved that I laughed at. Yes. That was on there. Yes. And then we get a shot of an old-looking castle, or at least a painting of an old castle. <laughs> Matt painting of a castle. <laughs> yeah, which we find is called Gloomberry Manor. And they open the door, or they ring the door, and they're greeted by witchy poo from HR Preference and stuff, like we mentioned earlier. And I thought... When I saw her, when I first watched this, I was like, that's got, this must be a Sid Marty Croft production because that's a pretty specific character to pull. I mean, we're talking full makeup. Yeah. Exact- no, that, it, I mean, like she walked off the set and walked exactly, over to yeah. Collins. This had, uh, Sid and Marty Croft had nothing to do with this. I looked they it up. They must have allowed her to use it. They, yeah, oh yeah. They're, they're, we didn't watch just now, but if we watch the very end credits, the very last thing that the announcer says is that. With the permission of. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, gotcha. But. That's not the only thing that would lead someone to think if they were really if they were really knowledgeable in Sid and Marty Croft to think there's a Sid and, Mar- Sid and Marty Croft production because well we have Billy Hayes' Witchy Poo yes and Margaret Hamilton Billy Barty Donnie Marie and Florence Henderson by way of the Brady Bunch Hour were all in Sid and Marty Croft series Ooh. Margaret Hamilton Billy Barty. We're in um, Billy Barty's and Sid and the Sigmund, Sigmund and the, and the sea, sea Monster. Monster. I'm not sure what Margaret Hamilton was. I have to look that up. She in Lidsville? Maybe. I'd, I'd, I'd have to look it up. That, I don't remember Lidsville. Oh, no. Charles Nelson Riley was in Lidsville. Oh, you're right. Yeah. He was the guy with the big... He looks like the guy from the, the from uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Um, but uh, Donnie Marie, I didn't realize the Donnie Marie show that you used to watch was a Sid and, Mar- Sid and, Sid and Sid Marty and Croft. Croft. Tough to say when you're saying, talking fast. Sid and Marty Croft production. Oh. So basically, almost everybody here except Tim Conway, Roz, Pinky Descadero, Kelly, and Betty White, and well, Kiss were so half the guest stars were from Sid and Marty, Marty Croft show. So it would be a natural thing to think this is a Sid and Marty Croft production, but nope. They're just they're just probably the way that they all knew each other. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It was produced by uh, Hoysill Productions, whatever that is, and directed by Sid Smith. And he was actually known for a lot of the Bob Hope specials in the... That, and they probably all knew each other from Battle of the Network Stars. Yeah, that's... (laughs) Or Circus Uh, of the Stars. No, Circus of the Stars was the 80s. Yes, yeah, I I don't know any of these that would be in Battle of the... Pinky Tuscadero probably was. 
Maybe. I don't think Margaret Hamilton was doing much. Oh, no. She might have been on a rowing no. team. So at this point, Paul Lind, he, he tries to tell Margaret that his sister is a witch, but when he turns to tell Margaret this, we see Margaret Hamilton in her witched, wicked, sorry, wicked witch of the West makeup and costume, which is actually pretty neat, I think, to see for me, being, yes. you know, liking Wizard of Oz to an extent. And the witch sisters, they actually brought him to the castle with a specific intent in mind. They wanted to change their image and they want him to be the spokesperson. Yeah, they think witches got a bad rap, and they, he can promote it being a big time TV star. Exactly, yes. So, which this was during the time of Hollywood Squares because he actually does reference Hollywood Squares. Yeah, I didn't look up to see when Hollywood Squares ran that first one. Well, it probably was around then. Obviously, people uh, even I couldn't have been over if I remember Hollywood Squares. It was it's still he was still on there after this. Oh God, yeah. Then we get a quick appearance by Billy Barty. He is. What did they call? I uh, I didn't write his name down because I was like I was going to remember it, but now I can't remember what it was. It was uh, Glowfeld. No. no. Glowing. No. Gallows. Gallows. Gallows was his name, and he he was the he's kind of the he is the butler of the witch's castle. That's one of the characters he plays in this, and he he just comes by with a couple of smoking drinks to set the mood a little bit more. But now we get a real next guest star, which actually, well, we'll get to this. Right after I explain it, mm-hmm. it is Miss Halloween 1976. They had this. <laughs> this is so throwaway. The ah. fact that they talk about having a beauty pageant, and they have a Miss Halloween 1976, and they summon her in a sense. And we get this spinning image of Yo. someone in a white gown. Oh my God. And it ends up being Betty White. Your Paul? Oh, uh, not necessarily. <laughs> But you promised me a date with Paul Newman. I've been told there is a striking resemblance. Right around the chin. Yes. Well, we can remove that with a little lotion. (laughs) If you couldn't get Paul Newman, why didn't you get some other famous Paul? Paul Williams or Paul McCartney. Les Paul. Paul Moore. St. Paul. Why, Paul Lynn? He was available. <laughs> and then this, the, what's weird was, it's like, okay, Betty White, Miss Halloween, 1976, Paul, she's going to have to go on a date, date with him and something's going to happen. Nope. nope. That is it. That's the last we see of her. She's I mean, gone. That is like, do you even call that a special guest star? I mean, she probably I had- call it a drive-by. She had as much screen time as Donnie Marie. The only thing that she did differently is that she had like four lines. Yes. And that was it. So, with that scene come and gone, we get the witches trying to convince Paul to be their spokesman to help them with their new image, but they're not going to ask for something for nothing. They, no. in trade, will give him three wishes. So, to prove they're serious, they grant him his first wish, and his first wish is... Now, what's your first wish? You mean, you mean truthfully? Uh, honestly? Yeah. You're going to think this is silly, but I want to be a trucker. I want an 18-wheeler, brand new, red, white, and blue cab, and I want to drive those highways and byways, my CB at my side. I'm moving on. Smokey the Bear, look out. Here comes the rhinestone trucker. You asked for it. You got it. Because that is my name. These rhinestones are my trademark, and trucking is my game. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> A rhinestone trucker. It was like, yeah, it was. It's, that was was that his name, the rhinestone trucker? Is that the song? Yeah, yeah, it was. Red. Red the, the rhinestone, the rhinestone trucker. trucker. Yep. So this is, we get the first, now here's the premise of the, well, I guess not the premise, but this is the, this is where we're going with this Halloween special. We are going to see his wishes come true in the form of pretty lengthy sketches. Like we're talking like three really or four Saturday Night Live sketches string, strung together into one. Oof. These are long. They didn't end. Yeah. And this first one. So first he's on the CB and he gets a call from Tim Conway and Tim Conway says that he's loading a whole truck full of TNT. So he's a little nervous. 
The rhinestone trucker tells him to light up a cigar and relax, which he does. When he lights that cigar, boom! boom. And you laughed. You that was your biggest guffaw. That was your biggest laugh in this whole thing. I, did, I was. I even saw it coming, and I still laughed. This is just the opening joke to this very long sketch, and we've already killed a man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he blew up a trucker. But then he shows up again. A different character, though. Yes. Tim Conway comes back. He's a new character this time. And then we get this bizarre They're story element. Tonight at midnight, I'm tying the knot. <laughs> Why are you tying a knot? Because I never learned to make a bow. <laughs> get married, bumper brain. I'm no kidding. I'm getting married at midnight myself. <laughs> hey, that's great. Both learned to tie our shoes on the same day. You ought to check your cab for exhaust fumes. You're really getting squirrely. Hey, uh, who's a lucky girl? Uh, she's a waitress down at Dandy Don's Diesel Dorman Diner. And my girl's a waitress down there, too. How'd you meet her? I ordered breakfast, and when she set it down in front of me, she said, be careful, the plate's hot, and so am I. <laughs> I kissed it, and we got engaged. Hey, wait a minute, that's how I met my girl. I ordered the same thing, she said the same thing. We got engaged. Only I kissed the eggs. <laughs> you trying to tell me something? Yeah, what's your girl's name? Kinky Pinky. Wait a minute, that's my girl. Oh, yeah? Well, we're getting married at midnight tonight. Well, so am I. As they say in the diner business, first come, first serve. They're the, both marrying Pinky. Yes, they're... Kinky Pinky. Kinky Pinky. That is the name they use. That's what's in rhinestones on her apron, her waitress apron. Yes, yes. Kinky Pinky. <laughs> I just want you to digest that for a minute, folks. <laughs> this was... a, a Children were watching this. Mm. So, okay. So we learned that they're both engaged to the same waitress at the same diner. To so get they married both, at midnight. To get married at midnight. So they race over there. And now we got to cut to the diner. And this is where we meet the waitress, who is... Kinky Ro- Pinky. Yeah, Roz Pinky Descadero Kelly. Their character name is Kinky Pinky. I have it written down there. What's funny is that it's... Is this right? This can't be right. This must have been... I wrote some of these notes. These, these are the combination of notes of... Years ago. Let me double check this. It does. It, look what it has her as. Roz Kelly? No. Herself. The Hinky, character. Hinky Pinky. No, that was Kinky Pinky. Yes, he did say Kinky Pinky. Yep. It might be. It, uh, they may have changed it. <laughs> but Maybe in the script it's Hinky, but. He said Kinky at least once. Yep. So Tim Conway's trucker character is the one that actually gets there first. But Paul Lind. I'm sorry. The rhinestone trucker arrives by driving his truck directly into the diner. And you get like a full scale front yeah, yeah, of a big truck. rig into it's the a, fake brick. Yep. That's actually pretty impressive. There's pretty for a TV there's special a lot of in 1976. Value. There is. There is. There is. And then we get this bit about well, even though Tim Conway was there first, he's the first to put a ring on it. I guess it what is it? If you if you I don't know the song. Something, 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 put a ring on it. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on that it. That one, yes. So he was the one to put All a ring on ladies. it. But it's wow. Yeah, that one. But it's not a ring. It's a lug nut from his truck. So yeah. Pinky needs to find out which is the best man. We get. I'm not even going to go into the details of the- Tries to get him uh, to arm wrestle. I'm not even going to get into that the whole sequence of her not understanding what- the best man and a best man and this and the other thing, but we'll go right into, yeah, the, basically what we have now is the Festivus feats of strength. Yes. Yeah. So like you were, <laughs> like you were saying, I mean, first we start with an arm wrestling match and we get some terrible, actually she suggests one, but it, that doesn't actually happen. Yeah. And then we get into the feats of strength where Tim Conway's character bends some legs on a chair and Paul Lynn smashes a, Pre-broken a chair, ta- yeah, table. No, a table, a table in the th- like three pieces, and then uh, in the midst of all this, Billy Barty comes out. He's like the owner of the diner. He's like the is he in the cook's outfit, like yeah, Mel and Mel's the, diner. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. comes out and he actually pushes the the rig, the rig out of the out of the diner, and he ends up being the strongest, the strongest. But that's not the end of the contest because we have another trait of Barb's. One says he's smarter. Tim Conway's character says he's smarter, but. In I know the my end, colors and numbers. Is, yes, exactly. In the end, Paul, or I'm sorry, I, I, Rhinestone Rig. Cowboy, 
Red wins because he's the richest because, again, I don't know. I really feel like this thing was written in like three days without yeah. revision. Oh, yeah. Because out of nowhere, he's the richest because he had just signed a contract to make a movie about his life. And they've cast him to play himself. So he pulls out a lot of cash. And now he's going to cast Kinky as his <laughs> wife and Tim Conway as his best, best buddy, buddy, the one that doesn't get the girl. And then we go to the wedding. Oh, my God. The, With a dance the, number. The hoedown. It's the a square full dance. On dance number. And I can't even describe what the dancers are wearing because I don't understand. <laughs> Bring on the witness. I'm tired of making these silly calls and I want to get out of my overalls. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here to unite this couple for at least a year. So say I do. I do. That's groovy. Now you're married, go make your movie. They're all wearing like unitard jumpsuits with sequins on the top and, and hats. I. I don't ever recall seeing a trucker dressed like that. What's really bizarre is that it's clearly a square dance paced song, and they're not necessarily square dancing. No. I mean, there's some elements, but it's like, I've seen this on, I have to imagine I saw it on Hee Haw. I know I've seen square dancing. Oh, I've seen it on, you know what it was on, um... It's in a uh, War of the Worlds, the 1953 movie War of the Worlds. There's a square dance scene. It's like you can film a square dancing scene. This is not what this was. I don't know what the hell this was. I it, all I know is he, it, in, in general, he can sing okay, but he mostly talks, sing talks mm-hmm. through everything. That's that's just always been his shtick. He cannot keep up with the his, music. His, his, his they gave him like is off. They gave him like fifteen syllable words and tried to shove it into a three bar. Oh God! It's I felt bad for him, and yet I think he wrote it. It's deliciously painful. I love it. I yeah. So I'm into my notes here. Apparently, we got married wrong because our marriage is nothing like this. <laughs> it might not be legally binding for all I know. We might have to do this for our 20, <laughs> for our anniversary. So now this scene is thankfully over, mercifully over. Oh, God. And Paul is brought back to reality. And the witches offer Paul some food. And <laughs> Gallows goes off to make a pizza. I guess that was supposed to be the joke is that we were going to be grossed out, but it ends up being just a pizza. So while they wait, here we go. While they wait for dinner, the witcher, witches, sorry, they're going to offer up some chamber music. Yes. And it's this. Little known band called Kiss, and they played Detroit Rock City, the entire song. The whole Detroit Rock City. Yes, you might as well have had Gordon Lightfoot on there playing the wreck of the Edmund Frickin Fitzgerald because it was freaking long. It's not. It's well. It's not that long of a song, but it's like it just felt long. Yeah, I mean, variety specials tend to it should be truncate those songs. So, like, it's usually like a couple, like a stanza and. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It's usually like a stanza and a chorus and a stanza and then. Boop, 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 but this boop. is by far not the longest thing in this. No. In this whole special. Oh, so no. what's the big deal? <laughs> it just surprised me because I just was like, I, 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 maybe, maybe attention spans were longer then because I'm just like, okay, can we get to the next bit? Yeah. It, that's, but that's. I'm saying that with every bit in this at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. They, they go way past the 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 point of of funny yeah like yep. to the point where you're like uh, okay are we done but we can thank this appearance for us having the ability to talk about this 42 years later because like i said this was their first primetime tv appearance and because of that and really solely because of that that was a major player in them producing this into the dvd age Mm-hmm. I mean, the the tape was out there probably for a while, probably in the early 80s, mid 80s when and into oh, yeah. the 90s when VCRs came out. But because of the enormous fandom that Kiss has, I mean, there's a whole Kiss army. That thing's been around my entire life, basically. Yeah. And because of that, this thing survived into the digital age and it's still out there to buy. And I think the fact that it made it from videotape to DVD is probably more a testament to Kiss fans wanting it than Paul Lynn fans. Oh, yes. That yeah. and this is the greatest special of all time. 
It's it's up there. <laughs> right. It's definitely up there. Oh, and then but what one thing about this performance that was like it's so 70s TV was well first was the screen wipes. There's these oh, very deliberate screen wipes while they're singing and then some the camera would just spin randomly. Spin. There was really no cue to the camera spinning. It would just spin. <laughs> it was just like to the point of being nauseous. Yeah. It was like, oh, whoa, stop it, stop. Okay. Uh, so after that, it's where another commercial break would go. And I guess they had dinner because now they're playing around a Monopoly. And this which is actually, Monopoly? I was going to say at this note, which is Monopoly, which is actually kind of ahead of a, its time because now mm-hmm. they're, they're, there may be a witchcraft or witch's Monopoly out there. There's a Monopoly for everything else. We oh, have yeah. Star Wars and Simpsons Monopoly. There's a. Uh, Harry a space Potter. program. Yeah, there's always one for There's a space program when I want. There's one for just about everything. You have a Muppet Monopoly. I have a Muppet there's, Monopoly. There's a, one for every city, one for every sports team. Yep. There might be a Witch's Monopoly. If not, the fact that they have a specialized theme Monopoly game is kind yeah. of ahead of its time. They predicted the future of it in this special. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And as they're playing, he, I, I didn't write what he says. I'll probably put the clip in here. And he accidentally makes his second wish. I forget the wording he uses, but we oh, just I heard it. Oh, I wish I was in the middle of the desert. Yeah, that's right. Yep. I don't understand you witches. You just do anything you want to anybody at any time. Well, I don't want to play your games anymore. I'd rather be in the middle of the Sahara Desert than here. In fact, I wish I were. <laughs> did I say wish? <laughs> and does it count? You did, and it does. Oh, but Rich... Oh well, then he goes. Once he realized he made his wish by accident, he decided he he kind of conditions it by being a sultan, the richest sultan, yada yada yada. And the second wish leads to the second sketch of the story, and the premise here is he has been lusting after Florence Henderson, and has kidnapped her to convince yes. her to fall in love with him. Is that right? Yes, that's how that works. Yes. Okay. And he starts first by just like laying it on thick, hitting on her, just explaining what a great lover he is to which he ends up turning himself on. Open the ruby portals of your lips to the white hot passion of my desire. And I'm turning myself on. Which was an interesting <laughs> little clip. That was uncomfortable. That was. was highly uncomfortable. There are so many jokes in this, knowing that he has absolutely, really no attraction for her <laughs> in any way, shape, or form in real life, that it's it's like just painful to watch, it's, especially when they try to kiss. Oh, my God. The kissing is so awkward. The Well, Yeah. So that, well, that's a, that's the joke, actually. They, they, they actually turned that into yes. a joke because she said because he he does this whole build up to leading up to kissing her, kisses her for like a good two or three seconds, backs away, and then she's like, "I'm ready when you are," or something like that. Yeah, effect. yeah. yeah. But the weirdest, oh, and that's hard to quantify in this. But the weirdest part of this sketch is he offers her off offers her gifts, jewels, gold, money, oil, and then a cockatoo, and then she. <laughs> And it was Beretta's cockatoo. No, it's a it's a cockatoo that once kissed Beretta. Yes. Well, okay. So yeah. now, okay, like we like I said, this thing was written in three days. It feels like so we needed a bizarre story turn and enter Tim Conway from the Foreign Legion, <laughs> and he's looking for Florence Henderson, who apparently is a spy through the Kelly Temporary Employment Agency. She's a, she's Kelly, a Kelly girl. It's a spy. Oh my god, I am confused at this point. And you never know. The only thing I can say at this point is, thank God this isn't as long as that trucker sketch. Because yes. at this point, it's oh. over. Oh, it's mercifully And short. we cut to another commercial break, and we come back to the cast. I was actually worried that we are going to come back to more of this, because oh. it was so short compared to the trucker. But no, thankfully, it's over. Yep. So, all right. We're back at the castle. Paul's doing the shtick. There's a... Tries to surprise Billy Barty. Is that the one? I don't... Where Billy Barty is like, they're like, let gallows, let the cat out. Oh yes, that's what that is. Yes, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's some, there's a mother joke. joke. There's mother a joke. shot of Billy Bart's height. There's just a string of bad, of bad joke. Well, vaudeville jokes. Now you mentioned, now that you pointed that yeah. out, they're actually kind of, <laughs> they kind of make sense. And now it's time for Paul's third wish. 
Now, I, uh, I want to take my third wish and wish something for you. For us? No one ever wished anything for us. Well, there must be one thing in the world you'd really like to do. And his third wish is to give the witches something that they want to do, something they would like. And what they end up picking is that we they want like to have some to a, fun. Yes, they want to go like to, a, to go to a real Hollywood disco. Hollywood disco and enter the disco oh, scene. God. Oh man, I would love to play uh, a clip here if I could, but it's all music and dancing. All music and dancing. You can just imagine for a good few minutes. Yeah, it's it, it's With like a, lot a disco. Of, a lot of screen wipes. A disco in the middle of the castle. It's not even a new location because they don't have more than one set, apparently. <laughs> they just put it inside the castle and they put a dance floor, like a lit dance floor, like Saturday Night Fever. And then they have um, disco balls and like different decor that they add to the the walls. I can't remember what what kind of lights they are. There was like, it was neon bats. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And they're all, oh, neon bats, yes. Yes, yeah. All over the house. And and they're all <laughs> excited because they're, and the people that are dancing there have like rubber masks on the backs of their heads and big orange or red Afro wigs. Yeah. It was, it was Halloween-ish. I mean, there was no distinct costumes, but there, people were yeah. apparently dressed up. Yeah. Yeah, you weren't supposed to think that's what they look like in everyday life. It was clearly they were dressed up as stuff, but they were, but not like there wasn't a fireman or wasn't a. No, no, no. There's I was going to say a, a cop. And, there, a, it, and it I was, was describing, I realized I was describing people. the visuals. Yes, thank you. The village people. No, it was you, not. It was. You beat me in my own joke. It was like a holiday. It was like a Halloween disco with ghouls or whatever the dancers are supposed to be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I know. don't it was very I long. Another long segment. Every, everything in here. This is. This feels like. I'll tell you. It's fifty minutes. It feels like two hours. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. So now we get into the finale, and the witches ask him to be the master of ceremonies for their party. Which I don't know how we went from disco uh, to Halloween party with no transition, but we did. And he does another monologue. I guess it's more like, it's not a closing monologue because we're not closed yet, but it's a monologue. It's we, now, now he's I telling just jokes. What we have. We're, 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 it's Hamlet. We've now have got a variety special within a variety special. That's exactly what's happening right now. <laughs> it is. It is. Think it about is. it. That's exactly it what's happening right now. It is. It's an, it's the witches. Hollywood. They're, they're a variety special inside Paul Lynn's variety special. Yeah. Because now he starts his monologue for this, this, this other party. This other variety special. We get a ton of discotheque joke. Welcome to our party. I love a haunted discotheque. There's no cover, no minimum. And no exit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love a discotheque. It's a one place a person can hustle. And not get arrested. <laughs> Tim Conway was out there doing the monkey. You tell the monkey bit him. <laughs> I was out there on the floor until I felt something go bump in the night. It was my sacre oleac. <laughs> that wasn't very funny, Mr. Lynn. Oh, bats. And, and Margaret Hamilton giving away the punchline on all of them. Yes. So he'll start it, and then she'll finish it. And then it's time to introduce Florence Henderson. Florence Henderson, yes, the first musical act of this variety special inside the variety special. And she sings... She takes the spotlight to sing that old black magic. Yes. Which I don't know. The, now, for, there's a couple of things I don't know. Well, I don't know what the song is originally from. I only know this from my, like, I have a collection of old Jim Henson videos, and he did this to, it was the, the song is obviously, it's he wasn't old. singing it. He was, he was doing the puppetry to the song. I, I'm putting my hand in the air like people can see that. Yeah. So I know the song, but I don't know what the song is from. Is it from I something specific? It's a, I think I mean, it's obviously it's a an good old popular song. I think it's an old popular because it was on. They've used it. I know it was in the play um, Bus Stop. They use it for that. But I, I, I don't know how old it is. Okay. But it's definitely, um, it's definitely an old standard. Oh, Frank Sinatra. Oh, really? Oh, that makes sense. And I think was, I have heard that, yes. And it was from, oh my God, everybody else and his brother has done it. Yeah. Um, 1942 popular song written by Harold Arlen and Johnny Mercer. Okay. But they wrote it for a film. It's considered, 
Star Spangled Rhythm. Okay. So that's it. That's and it was nominated for best original song in 1943. <laughs> that old black magic has me in its That old black magic got you beat so well. Those icy fingers up and down my spine. That's Song, you you had a, a, a look of utter astonishment on your face when I sang along. Yes, but I only know it from the Henson. Okay, videos. that makes sense. Yeah. That makes lots. Now here's the other thing I did I didn't know. I mean, obviously Florence Henderson, Brady Bunch. That's a no brainer for me. But, but she is she known singer. for singing? Okay, that was my question. Oh yeah, so before, she is. Okay, before Brady Bunch, she was on Broadway, and then after Brady Bunch, she was also on Broadway. She she's actually a singer. Okay, she put I out albums, that. all kinds. of She things. was good. I mean, she was fine. I just not never seen her before. Not the best song for their voice. No, so. it's not. Yeah, but I mean, she was fine. Oh, compared. Well, look at what we just well, heard. Yeah. When, it, when it, I mean, well. yeah. So now, when she's done, next musical act, Kiss. <laughs> and of all songs, all songs to play in a Halloween special. <laughs> it's called Beth. You two will love it because Beth is a monster of a hit. <laughs> I can't think of a worse Kiss song to do with a Halloween special. nothing to do with anything. No. And I don't... Well, I mean, it was... I, I had to look this up. I didn't look it up until tonight while you were watching it. It was number seven when this when this was aired. So, I mean, it was a hit. So, it's like, okay, you get... Or I, I should say when this was filmed. I don't know when it was aired. So, it was number seven on the Billboard chart. So, you want to, you know... Make it go Yeah, up. exactly. Or you want it to... You want, you want to put something on there people recognize... And maybe get new audience, but I'll, I mean, there's so many songs in Kiss's uh, library, library at this point. And I mean, just in two albums, Destroyer and the first one were rock, or the one before that were. Well, this is the one you said you you thought rock and I want to rock and roll all night was going to be next. Which yeah, it wasn't. There's so many more appropriate songs for a Halloween special. And honestly, Beth is one of my least favorite Kiss songs, if not my least so favorite slow. hit. I should say, it's and like you went from you went from Florence Henderson doing a unusually upbeat, up tempo version of that old Black Magic, which is usually not a fast song, yeah. into Beth. Beth. Yes. No. And then you follow it with a song that even some of the I wouldn't say the Kiss Army, a diehard Kiss fan, would know the song, but I, I'd be. I would bet that a lot of people, big music fans that like all music, would not identify the tune, this tune because they went from Beth after. Well, first uh, we couldn't just do that; we had to no. have some inter- some banter with Kiss. Hi, fellas. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've always wanted: four kisses on the first date. Your <laughs> 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 well, good friend sure has a weird sense of humor. Does your mother know what you're doing? Monica, do you want to introduce me to your friends? Oh, forgive me. This is Ace, this is Jean, this is Peter, and this is Paul. Oh, I love a good religious group. (laughs) I can take one look at you four, and I can tell you how you got your name and how you got your act. You had a fight, and your mother's told you to kiss and make up. (laughs) (laughs) And your makeup is something else. How long does it take you to put it on? We don't wear makeup. Why don't you push the down button on your elevator shoes? <laughs> oh God! That was actually the least personable I've ever seen Gene Simmons. He's his personality has changed a lot since then. He's actually he was like I was like oh that's well that's I mean very he was very demon. awkward. Well he was well it wasn't he was even the that, demon. but it was like it was almost like he was he, re, he like it felt like he had rehearsed those. However many words, those five oh, words sure. all I'm, day. I feel like it was all scripted anyway. Oh, well, well scripted, Where's, that's, that's was my like, point. How do you get your makeup off, boys? What makeup? We don't wear makeup. We don't four, wear makeup. Four words if makeup is one word. And it and he delivered it like he had been practicing it all day, which oh. was not what I think of when I think of James Simmons. No. So that was a little weird. But then after the banter, we go into the song. This is what I was leading up to. The king of nighttime, the nighttime world. You don't know this song. I was like, what the hell is this song? I thought I might have recognized it, but probably not. I had nope. to yeah, I had to double check what that song was. 
very odd selection for Kiss's appearance. Yeah. And, but. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense for Halloween. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. But still weird. I think, well, this this song never charted. I think it was them trying to put it out there and get more people to like, it's like, oh, that's the song I heard on TV. Let me get it. Because that's what. Not to keep going back to Star Wars special, but Jefferson... Oh, was it Jefferson Starship or just Starship? I think it was Jefferson Star- Starship at the time. They, they every bit of their single, Will You Light the Sky on Fire from that, said featured on a Star Wars Christmas special. So they're banking on that, uh, making this song a number one. I think this is the same type of deal. Even though the Star Wars Christmas special came after this. But I think it's the same type of thing. It's like they picked a song that it's like, it's a sleeper hit. We really want it to be out there. Let's play this on TV. Yeah. But I would take any Kiss song. Over what we get next, which is <laughs> Roz Pinky Tuscadero Kelly oh God. singing Disco Baby. Oh, oh, God. Shake it up, shake it down, move it in, move it round, Disco Baby. Move it in, move it out, move it in and about, Disco Baby. So awful. I just I just looked at you and just went, what the fuck did you just make me watch? This is the worst. This is the it worst. Is horrible. Now I I have to admit, I lived through disco. I suffered through disco. I owned eight tracks of disco. Well, I didn't. My parents did. Um and part of me actually kind of liked Donna Summer, that kind of disco. Mm, yeah. This, oh, this is like suburban housewife worst example of if they had karaoke what that person she's, would do oh my god it's so awful i mean obviously she's not known for singing i don't think she's a singer because she was like kind of doing this voice on some of those notes yeah. that she couldn't hit no she was talking through she it. was like yeah and it's like when she did when she would do disco baby she would do this like voice which we just played the clip so but you heard it, it. Oh, it's a disco they could have just called it Disco hokey pokey. It was awful. And then her dancing was like uncomfortable to watch because she was like, it, I don't know what the production she's, time on this she's was. She's not but used the, to wearing shoes. I don't know if this was, I don't know if this was the, that they only could shoot it once or if this was the best of what they did. Either way, it's sad. <laughs> Either way, I'm not sure which is a better excuse because she is like, she is just like inches short of running into everybody the on that stage. The best is when they go off and they do a clip of Kiss and Kiss is just like Kiss watching is, them going. They're standing up on this balcony like we ain't part of this. <laughs> we ain't part of this. Oh my god. We're just so, as confused as you people. That's actually the finale and, and Paul Lind ends that song. He signs which, it off. Thank God. And then we get a com- our last, very, last commercial break then we get the short ending before the credits of which Paul Lind comes back. Thanks everybody. You have just been the greatest. Thank you for making me feel wanted. And thank you for inviting us into your homes tonight with our Halloween special. I hope we were a howling success. I'd like to thank my guest stars, Tim Conway, Roz Pinky Tuscadero Kelly, Lawrence Henderson, The Incredible Kiss, Billy Barty, Betty White, and a special thank you to our beautiful witches, Margaret Hamilton and Billy Hayes. I believe in you. I believe in you. And of course, the two kids I love so much, Donnie Marie Osmond. In case I don't see you for a while, to all you little monsters out there, you have a happy Halloween. Now, excuse me, I'm going back to my group to trip the heavy fantastic. That's a very earnest ending. I, he, oh, yeah. I think he was very happy to do this. Oh, yeah. And this was his cup of tea. Yep. Was this the first special he no, was No, it was the second do? special. It was actually, it was a series. It was, he had signed a contract with ABC to do a series of specials the year before he did the Paul Lynn Summer Comedy Special. Uh-huh. And then he did this one. And in fact, I can tell you what the other ones were, which I actually kind of want to see after watching this, as weird as that sounds, but I, I do. So... He did the Halloween special, then he did the Paul and Comedy Hour, which was a spring special, with Cloris Leachman and Tony Randall. Oh. That's, that's a must-see. There, He finally did a Christmas special in 1977, that same year that he did the, the Paul and Comedy Hour. Same year, Twas the Night Before Christmas. That I want to see. I would like to see his take on a Christmas special. Yes. Year after that, he did the Paul and Comedy Hour again. 1979, he did Paul Lynn at the movies. <laughs> there we go. Betty White, Vicki Lawrence. Robert Urich and Gary Gary Coleman. <laughs> Gary Coleman, there you go. Different strokes was yeah. that. And then finally in 
May of 1979, Paul Lynn goes mad with Marie Osmond for you, Charo for me, maybe, I guess, yeah, and Vicky Lawrence. So I actually want to see these. I, I enjoy I enjoyed I, this and I enjoyed Paul Lynn. I have to say that I enjoyed Paul Lynn in this is what I should say. I kind of do really miss variety specials because they were kind of cool. And I know Jessica Simpson tried to, Nick and Jessica tried to bring it back oh, maybe 10 years ago and it didn't work because nobody really gave a shit. But I mean, for you got a lot of bang for your buck. You would see people in these that would not normally be in the same place. And the fact that, like, even in this one, Witchy Poo and the Wicked Witch, yeah. of, the Witch of the West, they, they would never have been together in any other circumstance. It was fu- any special. It's funny. I mean, we spent probably as much time. Let me look at the counter on the, on the recorder here. We spent more time making fun of this than this actually ran. But I really loved it. <laughs> I enjoyed every minute it of watching it. It is definitely. I, I loved watching it. I should nostalgic. say, I loved it. Yeah, and like you said, I missed the hell out of these specials. Yeah. The one we had super high hopes for within the past five years was Lady Gaga Muppet Christmas Friday special, oh. but that's, it didn't turn up being oh. that at all. And I love. It's funny. It's because, and I don't. I like Lady Gaga, and I love the Muppets, and I was, you know, it just didn't. That that the way they made that didn't work. I don't think it had the heart that it a did. lot of them well, did. Well, it, it wasn't, this was like, what, what, what's different between those two, if we're going to compare it to, this one is like everybody wove in and out of each other's yes. li- uh, scenes as different characters. That was, you had the Muppets do something, then you had Lady Gaga perform with somebody else. With a Muppet, but the two never met, Lady Gaga never acted with the Muppets. She just sang and then the Muppets did their thing. Yeah. I mean, that's that one. But I mean, I do miss this variety special. I, 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 I said I, I said I love this. What I meant to say was I loved watching this, and I would love if 2019 gets a little slower than 2018. I'd love to do a news as Halloween special like this. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the music and the bad sketches. And, oh, please let me do a disco. Oh, we'll do it. We'll do something. Except that it'll be more parody songs. That's what we do at news as. Yeah. And so I, real quick. If you could name it, what's your favorite part of this? I think it's got to be. I think it's the 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 chic in the the desert. Oh, really? One. Okay. That one made me laugh. I don't know why. And I and part of and little parts of them made me laugh. On like the the trucker, I just kept looking at his mounds of like fake chest hair, going that <laughs> that isn't real is it and then because then because then it went to that chic one and it wasn't any put on hair it was like probably his actual chest no hair. oh the chic one yes the i'm sorry i was thinking the rhinestone no, the no, trucker yeah no because that was clearly yeah. off of some shave yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Stuffed animal. <laughs> but um the one the chic one i was like he's really wearing his shirt open <laughs> and i i was like oh what is he doing <laughs> And the fake hair. Oh, God, that hair yeah. pasted down. <laughs> and the earring. Well, I'm a chic chic. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I, I like that one the best. I think my favorite part, it was, it's, it's not a single thing. It's like through the whole thing. My favorite part is actually Margaret Hamilton. Oh, yeah. She's a lot of fun in this without being funny. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if you take Paul, I mean, Paul Lynn's the best part of this, They're hands down. But, but you know you, what you to go, expect yes, from Paul exactly. Lynn. Margaret Hamilton's a surprise. Yeah. And the fact that she was the Wicked Witch of the West for most of it was a nice surprise, too. I did not think that, I, I didn't no. think that would happen. No. I don't know how, copyright laws must have been like, you must have got away with a lot more than because there's no oh, way. Yeah. I don't know who who is in charge of MGM stuff now. Still MGM, I guess, or whoever. Yeah, their well, corporate com- conglomerate and copyright is, rules didn't really get into it until Disney did That's that true. whole thing yeah, later point. in yeah. the 80s. Yeah. So anything before that wasn't necessarily, you know, you that could do more. You get away with, yeah. You could do more cross pollination of stuff. No. So, yeah. So she was my, oh, I, I guess my favorite moment of this entire experience was you reacting to Disco Baby. But oh, this, as far as what's on the screen, Margaret Hamilton, what's your least favorite part? Disco Baby. Really? Mine was Beth because I just don't like that song. Well, I, I don't really associate. I mean, it's part of the special, but it's not really part of the special. Yeah. Movie. I'm All like, right. eh, whatever. Well, then I would have to say Disco Baby. Disco Baby is pretty fucking awful. <laughs> if you ever get a chance to see it, it is 
Well, you can see it. I mean, it's oh, easy to find. If you want to own, a, if you want a crystal, well, you can't get a crystal clear copy of it. No, it's it was, definitely all. It was, trans, it was transferred. It was transferred from from TV video of 1976 on the DVD. The DVD is still out there. You can get it. You you might be able to buy it sealed on Amazon. You can buy it new and used, pretty cheap. You can get it on eBay. But it's been on YouTube since we decided to do this, and it's probably been on there years before that. I didn't even see what data was posted. So just type in Paul Lynn Halloween special on YouTube. You're going to find it. I'll try to, if I remember, uh, we're, we're recording this a little earlier than Halloween. I'll put the link in the post. But it's 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 worth seeing. I, it's it's 50 minutes. But it I doesn't have commercial breaks. It doesn't have commercial breaks. It's, like I said, it's, I mean, we took the piss out of it for over an hour now <laughs> but i still really enjoyed i, I watched it three times and prepared for this i enjoyed f- watching it every time i think you're gonna find new things to notice about it i think it's one of those nuanced things that they didn't necessarily intend to have layers yep. and it has layers it does yep so that is it thank you Christy, for joining me in this venture tonight. You're very welcome. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. This is the kickoff episode of our Halloween celebration of 2018, which is huge this year. We have specials from everything on the network, almost, if not everything, including our longest War of the Worlds week ever with a lot of special events in there. If you want a rundown of what we've done, the day before this release, we had posted our Halloween special preview, so check that out at neozaz.com. It's also on our Neozaz Celebrates Halloween feed on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and any other podcast writer out there. Check out our social media pages. We're Neozaz Podcast on Facebook and Neozaz on Twitter and Instagram. Start a big Halloween, like I said. So, if, if by some reason this is just the only thing you have caught this Halloween, let me say happy Halloween. But we're just beginning. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Yay!